Yevamos, Perik Base, Mishnah Aleph, 2-1, and the Mishnah continues. Really, we're still unpacking that first Mishnah. And if you recall, that first Mishnah of the Masechta, which had those 15 relationships, which would preclude the possibility of doing Yivam, both for her and her co-wives. Uh, the 14th one was Eishas Achiv Shlohaya Bolamo, uh, the wife of a brother whom the living brother was never a contemporary of. They never were alive at the same time. So I explained it over there, but the mission is going to unpack it further and explain it here. Um, and it's going to ask, how does that look? So let me explain it outside first, then we'll see inside the words. The case is like this. There are two brothers, Reuven and Shimon. Reuven gets married. He dies without a child. So now his wife should fall to Shimon for Yibum. If before Shimon does Yibum with the wife, so if Levi is born, and Levi is a brother to Reuven, the late Reuven, and Shimon. So since Levi was born after the death of Reuven, and if you recall, I explained the question on the table from the first Mishnah is a very straightforward one. At the moment of death, at the moment of death, we take a photograph of the family tree and we say which women are obligated to marry whom, other Zikas, other not. So since the death of Reuven has passed, Levi being born, and he's come too late to the party, he'll never be eligible for Yibum. And therefore, um, Reuven's late wife is someone who is Aishas Achiv. She's prohibited as the wife of Levi's brother, his late brother Reuven. And since Shalohaya Bo'olamo, since they were never contemporaries, they'll never be an issue of Yibum, um, but Levi still can never marry this woman because she is the case of Aishas Achiv Shalohaya Bo'olamo. Now, if Shimon does Yibum with this woman, so that's going to be fine. If Shimon dies, so he leaves, let's say he leaves that woman, we'll call her wife one, and let's say he had a second wife, wife two. So the point of the first Mishnah, case 14 there, was that Levi cannot do Yibum on wife one because she had previously been married to Reuven, and therefore she's Aishas Achif Bolamo, forever forbidden to him. And since Levi can't marry wife one, so also her co-wives, Tsarasa, her co-wife, is also exempt, and he can't marry her and do even with her either. That's the case, the first part of the Mishnah. And the Mishnah says, inside, Kate said Aishas Achiv Bolamo. What is the scenario where you have the wife of a brother with whom you were never alive at the same time? Shnei Achim, we start with two brothers, Reuven and Shimon, Umeis Echad Mehem, and there you go, um, Reuven dies, Venod Lehen Ach, and then Levi is born, the brother, Ba'achakach Yibam Hasheni Es Eishas Achiv, and then Shimon does Yibam with Reuven's widow, wife number one, and then Vemeis, and then Shimon dies also, so only the only brother left is Levi. Harishona, woman number one, Wife number one, Yotzes Mishum Eishas Achiv Shlohayabolamo. She goes free, meaning there's no Zika. She's not connected to Levi in any way because Levi can never do even with her because she is the case of Eishas Achiv Shlohayabolamo. She is the wife of his late brother Reuven, with whom he was never a contemporary. Reuven died before Levi was born. Vahashnia, if Shimon had a second wife, she also is free to go Mishum Tsarasa because she is the co-wife of the wife one who was the Eishas Straightforward. Now the Mishnah adds a new detail. What happens if Reuven dies, Shimon is going to do Yibam with this, this wife one, 
um, and he has a wife too. But he doesn't actually complete the yibum process. You recall that on a Darius level, yibum just is about bia, just about she just moves into his bed, and that's that. Once they sleep together, they are husband and wife. That's yibum. Now, the marriage continues. The rabbi said prior to doing that act, you're first going to do a f- like what looks like a regular conventional marriage, which will include, amongst other things, giving her something of value called kesef, what we do like a ring to the end of the chuppah, or at least a star, a contract that says you'll become my wife formally in the next step of the process, and they have a chuppah, and they have brachas, and so on. So that process, which is this giving the ring or the equivalent is called kedushin, since this isn't a real kedushin, there's no need for kedushin here, um, it's just called ma'amar. Ma'amar is something analogous to kedushin. Now, don't forget that kedushin is actually the first step in marriage, but it's already marriage. Just let me speak that out for a second to make sure you remember it's clear. If Reuven does just kedushin, but they never live together, and then Reuven dies, his wife falls to Yibum, Midoraisa, okay, because they're married. And similarly, if you've, Reuven just did kedushin, but they never lived together, and someone sleeps with that wife, that's Eshazish, that's the full-blown adultery, etc. Okay, so in any case, back to Mimer. If Reuven dies and Shimon is supposed to do even with Reuven's late wife, wife number one. The first step would be Mimer. He, he formalizes this relationship, the first step of it, by saying, you're gonna, we're gonna be married together, and he gives her the ring. Now, if then Shimon dies, also, prior to consummating the, I'll call it marriage, the Yibum, so then, on a rabbinic level, they're already married, because of Mimer. But on a Doraisa level, from the Torah perspective, the giving the ring, the Mimer is just a, is just a rabbinic fiction. It's not real. It doesn't have any real standing in terms of changing things on a, on a Torah level. And that being the case, if Shimon had another wife, we'll call her wife too. So on a rabbinic level, when Shimon died, he had, I'll call it loosely speaking, two wives. Wife number one, who he did mimer with. Wife number two, who was you know living with him up to that time. So that being the case, on a rabbinic level, since wife number one was also his wife, and wife number one is Eishas Achish Lai Levi, so Levi can't do Yibum or Chalitza with either of them. But the problem is on a Doraisa level, really, Shimon only had one wife, wife number two. Wife number one just had a Zika, they had Mad and Mimer, but actually, there's only one wife in the picture on a Doraisa level, wife number two. So when Shimon dies, on a Doraisa level, he had no children, he has one wife, wife number two, he has a living brother, Levi, this is good old-fashioned... Yibum kicks in. There's a zika, and even more chalitza has to be done. So, how do we resolve this? On the rabbinic level, it's forbidden. On a Doraiz level, it's required. So the rabbi said, we're still not doing yibum. We're not doing yibum because that would just give the totally wrong impression. It looks like he's doing yibum in a scenario where they sh- she should be exempt. But since we have to free her because she can't marry somebody else, wife number two can't marry someone else because she has an existing zika on a Doraiz level with Levi, and therefore they must at least do chalitza. And we saw the ones before, and we'll say it again in the Mishnah many times, where we're stuck between uh, Torah requirements and a rabbinic prohibition in the context of Yibum. The way we solve it is by just doing chalitza, resolving it on the right level, and not having to worry about, um, and it's, that's, that's the resolution. And therefore the Mishnah says, Asa ba'maymar v'meis. If Shimon did maymar with Reuven's late wife, and he had another wife, so since wife number one is rabbinically married to him, and wife number two was on a Dorais level, yes, married to him, and therefore on a Dorais level, she really does fall to Yibum, but rabbinic level, she can't do Yibum. The answer is, Hashnia, wife number two, Choletzes, she must do Chalitza with Levi, 
before she's free to go and marry someone else, and that's what must happen, no other option. But she may not do yibum. Again, on the rice level, she could do yibum, it would be binding, but rabbinically we don't allow it. Um, and since there's the other wife, which was the, and she's the tsara to the other wife, who is forbidden because of Eshaz Achav Shalohai Balamo, therefore the resolution is Levi does chalita with wife number two, and then she goes on to marry whomever she wants. Since she's a chalutza, of course she can't marry a Cohen and so on, like I said before, but uh, that's how we solve it. And the next Mishnah will have another possibility of how we come up with Eshaz Achav Shalohai Balamo, so stay tuned for that.